There has never been more choice for fans of cinema. Movie studios and streaming services are releasing content every week, yet somehow, to three guys living in the UK, the choice of what to watch has never been more difficult. Led by celluloid junkie Dave, industry professional Jim, and sci-fi nerd Fish, the guys chart the rise and fall of the 1990s from the very beginning in the spirit of education, conversation, and wanting to learn as much as possible about what was cool then, what's still cool now, and everything in between. We invite you all to take the journey through the 90s. Repeated. Welcome to the 90s Repeated, the movie podcast where we revisit the best films of the 90s from the very beginning with me, Dave, Jim, hello, and Fish. Hello there. This week it's January 1990, and we're repeating the Kevin Bacon classic and sand based Jaws ripoff, Tremors. Cue the trailer. Perfection. Of now, before I start this trailer, this movie underperformed at the box office. Um, and one of the reasons that it was cited as unperforming was this terrible trailer. Oh, no. And it's a bit of a slog, not going to lie. <laughs> Perfection. A scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? What the hell are those things? How could they eat a whole station wagon? But where do they come from? I vote for outer space. Damn. Kevin Bacon. Fred Ward. Tremors. That was just a bad, bad trailer, wasn't it? Well, it's, it? a, it's a comedy as well, isn't it? And that trailer does not sell the humour of it, really. No. Also, did you catch the music in it? That feels like it's been used in, like, 50 other trailers, like generic stock trailer <laughs> music. Yeah, Weird. Not great. Weird. I feel um, like they could have held back on a little bit of the review. Like, I th I still feel like you saw quite a lot of the, the monsters there. Well, and they, the they could have made a better yeah. trailer by not showing them, I think. The important thing is, is that you don't know that it's not snakes. And they don't reveal that in the trailer. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, yes. fair enough. Um, so the movie was released in Janu on January 19th, 1990. It uh, stars Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, and uh, Finn Carter. It's directed by Ron Underwood. Had a budget of 10 million, domestic box office of 16 million. It was deemed a failure, but uh, was a big hit on home video. Uh, lots of money made there. And obviously has gone on to still make sequels to this day. The last one coming out in 2020. Seven Tremors films. Unbelievable. Uh, we've had wow. now. So one of the one of the longest running series probably in cinema history, I think. I, I think it's fair to say. I don't know that's a fact. It just feels like it. <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. Other than James Bond. I mean, what other series have been going? It's James Bond years? and Tremors. <laughs> Tremors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so what was going down in the world uh, when when this came out? Well, you know, let me tell you, top of the charts, guys, a song I'd never heard of. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I like guessing, I like guessing. Wait, There's no, no way you'll get this. Oh, well, give us the artist. <laughs> no, give us, oh, should we have the song or the artist as a clue? What would be I, I'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll play the song. Oh, no, I, okay. won't, I won't show it, and you, whoever can see who gets this. This is a, a new quiz section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I like it, I like it. All right, here we go, guys. To keep tabs. Oh, it's uh, New Kids on the Block. Oh, he's got it. Well, what's it called? What's the song? Uh, is it called Hang Tough? Oh, oh he's good. Enough. He Close is enough. good. Hanging Tough. Hanging yeah. Tough. Nice. 
I had never heard that song until I researched this movie. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I feel like I'm down. A, although I wouldn't have gotten that. I, okay. I think if I'd have just heard no it. No chance. That was crazy. Oh, I'm proud of um, myself. Good. New Kids on the Block 8. So that, that was Marky Mark, right? That was Mark Wahlberg's band, no? No. No, right? he was someone else. Well, New Kids on that, the Block might have had a Wahlberg in. I'm but sure I don't that think was it was Mark. Mark oh, I guess it, it. Well, I don't know. Was, I think they were both in it, weren't they? Someone Is check. Donny. Donny. That's not what we're here to talk about. It's not. No, it's I know. Not. <laughs> but we need to establish this now. Yeah. Donny Wahlberg was yes. certainly in them. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was. Yeah. Mark. Was Mark there or no? No. Apparently not. Just to hang us on. Associated acts. That's what, it's just what Entourage was about. Yeah. Just him hanging. Oh no, he go past members. Mark Wahlberg. There you go. <laughs> just going back to the trailer very briefly yes. before we get started. Um, mm. Obviously, this is going to come up a lot through uh, the 90s repeated, um, but the, the yeah. movie voice guy, Don LaFontaine, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just always so heartwarming, isn't it, to hear that guy like introduce any film. Yeah. yeah. Not his finest work, though, in that Tremors trailer. No. I feel like he's been he, better. I don't think he said Inner World, did he, at True. the beginning? True. Oh, he's got a chocolatey voice, hasn't he? Well, I was born in a simple log cabin. In, no, that's not true. Uh, when I was 13 years old, my voice changed in the middle of a sentence. Mom, I'll help you with the dishes. Literally. And it never went back. And I was this cut up in class. And when I went to school the next day, I didn't want to talk. And, and the teacher got bugged about it. She said, why aren't you saying something? And I said, what do you want me to say? And I was sent to the office because she thought I was screwing with her. Uh, and for a while, there was a really upset me. But then I discovered that I could be everybody's dad. Jimmy can't come to school today because he's not feeling very well. Right. Uh, can we uh, talk about, uh, you know, feelings going into the movie? I, I think this is a rare movie that Fish actually has seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's because it's sci-fi, guys. Right. So, yeah. uh, Loosely. I'm in, I'm on, I'm on, yeah, yeah. So I'm on board. I, I, I'm so happy. You were, no, okay, so you were feeling good going into it. You were, you were... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're starting to watch all these films from the very beginning of the 90s. Yeah. And what I mean, what a place to start a film that gives me the warm and fuzzies right from the off. It's, <laughs> it's one of those, it's again, it's a, um, like you said, it underperformed at the box office, but I mm-hmm. must have had it on VHS and just rinsed yes. it to death. It was one of those that was on, on repeat constantly. Um, it just makes me happy watching it. There's, there's, no, there's no other way to put it, really. It's um, I consider it a, a, a masterclass in sci-fi. Is it a sci-fi classic? I don't think I'd class it as sci-fi, actually, but I don't know well, if you want to get into then? genre wars. Well, I think it's uh, rewatching it again. I I think it's it's a it's a creature feature. It's a monster movie. Yeah, it's like it's it's the giant squirrel movie or the giant ball movie, except that this is a the what? You know, it's, there's, a, there's a genre of film that it's like giant creature, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's people versus giant creature. It's like a pastiche. Of like there was that wave of movies in the like the 1950s, wasn't there? These like B movie monster That's features, right. um, or like Lake Placid now is one, or um, you know uh, Crawl. Recently, we had yeah. okay. Um, you know, the, I mean, a genre that I'm I'm quite fond of actually, the giant creature movie. They're very rarely bad. I think you you normally get your money's worth. Yeah, let's not forget the Meg with Jason Statham. The Meg. See, these are all fantastic, pretty movie. decent movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's hard to do these bad. The only way they go wrong is if you don't spend enough money on your creature, and then you end up in <laughs> you know Megazol, Mega Sharknado, or whatever. But uh, thankfully, yeah, they've invested a lot in this one in the creatures. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's a joy. Fair enough. So yeah, this is definitely one of the ones that was on in the the treasured 
Dave VHS collection of about 20 that got yeah. cycled a lot through the 90s. I believe I may have had it in a double box set with Tremors 2. Ooh. Um, Tremors 2 is, Oof. you know, we're not going to be talking about it, maybe, and, but Tremors 2 is actually really good too. I really like Tremors 2. Excellent sequel. Only seen it once. Uh, really, really good. Directed by Phil Tippett, who did the creature effects of this oh, film really? and Jurassic Park. Or he oh. didn't, he may have directed, I think he directed it. If he didn't, he was definitely more involved in the creatures and things and the second nice. one too. So, Okay, yeah, so I think we were all, all had fond memories of this. Well, hang on, did, did, did Jim say his? No, I, I, uh, so here's a here's a shocker for you. Never seen it before. <gasps> you are joking. Whoa. I have never ever seen this you, movie. That before. is wow. really surprising. Yeah, and I'm trying that that's big news. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out why. I just guess that it I don't know, it just never came through our household and it was never one that wow. my, my brothers watched or my parents watched. Uh and yeah, I remember like being at school when I was younger and like you know, friends saying, oh, have you seen Tremors, you know, and it being talked about, but I just never got, got to see it. Uh, what a treat for Jim, this hopefully was. So, yeah, it was a brand new experience for me. I've watched it probably three times in the last few days in preparation for this. Uh, really? Wow. <laughs> wow, that's wow. Good. <laughs> well, the He didn't do that for Fire Ice and Dynamite. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, just, in, it, you know, like going into it before I'd seen it, because I, I was obviously aware of it and knew it was, you know, yeah. Kevin Bacon and it was a monster movie of sorts. Uh, but I mm -hmm. didn't really know what to expect. And I think I was expecting something a lot more terrifying and gruesome, like a bit more right. horror-esque, uh, right. horror you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, so it was all brand new to me, guys. All brand new. Amazing. Oh, I can't wait for this conversation. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off by saying I feel like this movie is a little bit underrated these days, in the sense that I don't reckon many twenty somethings have seen it, and it hasn't had its big reimagining remake treatment like it hasn't had its jurassic world dominion moment or it's it's not even been remade like friday the 13th or halloween that's because they can't let it go whoever's got the rights originally just keeps knocking out these director but, video yeah sequels. exactly yeah they just keep knocking out the poor quality sequels and they won't they, they, but yeah, obviously they not... must be making some money but i feel like if it was given the big reimagining you know a bit of money i reckon it would be a big deal personally to people of our generation i think it would be it'd be big i don't know possibly i, don't, it's, I think it's so perfect in its own right i don't want to see a remake leave I, it I, I well i'd be up for it I, you know as, as opposed to you know i'd rather that than tremors 8 or whatever they're on now do you know yeah, what i mean, I mean yeah. okay it's 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 strange though and it is because you know we're obviously going to talk about the comparisons that this film has with like jaws right yeah jaws yeah. was like this huge hit and still is and it's still mm -hmm. I guess watched by a yes. younger audience now, uh, but then that spawned like a whole bunch of shitty sequels as well, didn't it? Yeah, you know there was you know a few bad ones. So yeah, well, we're it's still getting um, we are still getting five or six um, shark movies a year. Sure, and yeah. uh, a lot of people that we used to know make those shark movies. By the way, <laughs> I noticed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I know who so, you're talking uh, about. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few out. There's not 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 just one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I I know a few people that have gone on to make shark movies. Um, it's quite, it's, you know, I think it's a rite of passage these days. If you're in the a cert, if you're a certain level of film director, you've got to make your shark movie. Right, go for it. I think I think I there's a little bit of a theory that I have about this though, and it is to do with the monsters. Yeah. It, it, right. So I obviously hadn't seen this before. Don't know what the sequels uh, do. Yeah. But 
first of all, the, the, the monster isn't named in the movie, right? No. In the first well, movie. It's not, it, no. It's, it's given a name. It is given um, a name, I mean, yeah. But it's not the movie. It's not the name of the title. It's not the name of the movie. No, but also it's just like they, they're kind of just making up names for it, aren't they? That's what I like. Graboid. That's it. Graboid. Jesus, Walter. We're going to be sorry. Don't give it a name. The point is, and also you don't know where it's come from. No. Uh, it's, you know. So my point being is there's nothing to like hold on to with that yeah. creature, that character. You know, yeah. Jaws is Jaws because it's a shark. You know, Jurassic yeah. Park, they're dinosaurs. But with this, it's just sort of like you don't know. Yeah. So it's like difficult for an audience to kind of respond to that, I think. But I like the mystery of that, though. I, I like the fact that you don't know is, is part of the intrigue and they're theorizing that it's what you know, uh, Earl says it could be aliens and the. Um, mm. The, they do give an explanation in the movie, by the way. I mean, um, yeah, doesn't the, the I forget the character name off the top of my head now. But yeah, the, I mean, the, this is all a bit of a tangent. We're all okay. I mean, they, <laughs> the explanation is that they are they're, they're prehistoric animals that were around with the dinosaurs and probably killed the dinosaurs. But um, well, yeah, that is kind of the legit yeah. explanation. But no, okay. I, I have a feeling going back to the shark movie thing. I have a feeling that the reason we get so many shark movies a year is because we all have this inbuilt desire to see a Jaws sequel that we're never going to get because Steven Spielberg won't let it happen. And if we it's actually true. got a Jaws movie, uh, we'd yep. all be satisfied and no one would go see these shark movies anymore, even these director video ones. Maybe um, it's kind of like why you don't get knockoff dinosaur films. It's because we've got these Jurassic yes. Park sequels and. Um, yeah, so I feel like um, maybe that doesn't exist for Tremors. There's not a, like a load of cloned giant worm movies out there. But um, I want I want my Tremors remake. I want it to happen. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, let's actually get into the movie. Let's actually talk about the the, the, the film uh, from the beginning. So I don't know if you guys noticed this. I didn't um, until I watched it this time. This movie has um, what I'd like to call the wraparound. So Explain. the opening shot is actually the last shot. The opening location has Kevin Bacon peeing off the side of the cliff, which is where the movie ends, with the right. si that cliff. It's the same cliff. Okay. Oh, I see. So a little bit of a wraparound. That is a trope in movies that I quite like. You right. know, um, Obviously, it wasn't that obvious, but uh, it is. So yeah, the, the, this very first location in this movie is uh, where where we end up at the end. But having said that, so we're, we're presenting with our two characters, um, played by Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Um, I know that Kevin Bacon's character is called Valentine. I'm not sure I remember... Earl. Fred. Earl. Earl, Earl and Valentine. So, question for you guys. Mm. I have a feeling that these two characters were written to maybe be stupider than mm. they actually appear in the movie. Like, I think they're supposed to be two kind of bumbling idiots, and I don't know how successful Kevin Bacon and Fred Wall are at that dis discuss. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what makes you think that? Because I just think, don't you think, like, if you're writing this, it's about, like, two... First of all, they don't have jobs. They're just kind of handy men that live in this little town in the middle of nowhere. So mm. just on the surface yeah. there, they can't really be aspirational, you know, go-getters, can they? They're supposed to be kind of lazy guys that just hang around. And I, and I think by that... And I, I think a lot of the way that it's written is for them to be unintelligent. Um, and I yeah. And I think that... Kevin Bacon is maybe a little bit successful at this, but Fred Ward isn't at playing dumb. Maybe. I think I tend to disagree because the the whole first section of the film has them wanting to get out of that scenario. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're desperately trying to get to, was it Bixby or 
Buxby or wherever the town was that was next to perfection. Yeah. Um, yeah, they spend so much time trying to get away from their lives. I don't know if that's... Mm-hmm. There was a couple of lines in the movie where it was like, um, I think it was Valent, like Kevin Bacon's character, where it, it was like, um, I don't know what to do, and that makes me mad. You know, just like, and I was like, I imagine like that was written for a dumb person. <laughs> Ow! God damn it! I ask you, this is a job for intelligent men. Well, show me one, I'll ask you. I mean, if we were real serious about money, we'd quit being hired hands. Handyman, Earl. We are handyman. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And, and, then, and, then, and then it got me thinking that, like, acting stupid is actually, I think, one of the hardest things for actors to do. Because I think act, actors generally are quite mm. intelligent people. Actually, you know, successful actors. Um, and it's really hard to act dumb. Mm. And I, think, I do think Kevin Bacon's pretty good in this movie, acting a little bit dumb. Where he's like, fuck you, you know, and he does those little uh, moments uh, and, and uh, you know, knocked out, shit, it's dead. You know, he's like, he's a little bit... He's doing his redneck thing. <laughs> doing his redneck thing. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, who's really good at playing dumb? And I put it, I think John Travolta is really good at this. Like in, uh, in like Pulp Fiction, he's playing someone Ding. not too bright. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ding ding on Pop Fiction. But he's not too bright. And obviously, um, you know, Tom Hanks was brilliant in um, Forrest Gump. Um, yeah. But really hard to do, I think. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're, I don't think they're necessarily written as that stupid. I think Kevin Bacon is obviously supposed to be a little bit dumber yeah. than, than Earl, but I think that's just by age design, you know. I think there's, yeah. there's supposed to be like a little father-son kind of dynamic between them, isn't there? Yeah. So. See, I think yeah, the actors I... are bringing that. This is just my opinion. I think the actors are bringing that, and I think the script itself. Do you ever see that? See that that movie? Um, is it like uh, Tuck and Earl or something? Was it called? It's like a horror movie. It's like something and Earl. Uh, Tucker and Tucker and Dale. Dale and versus Evil. I feel yeah. like it's kind of maybe was written as that. Right. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, that was that was just uh, my observation. Um, the the movie's set in this big desert. You know, barren desert and maybe it's because i'd just seen nope recently which is fantastic and this movie has actually quite a lot in common with nope that i don't think the movie actually sells this big open desert that well actually mm. uh, i think that like because i think because it's filmed full frame and i don't normally notice this even though i'm a, I'm a film person that it was sh- shot full frame and i think they've done that for the special effects because maybe i think jurassic park was also full frame but yeah mm-hmm. if they'd gone like super wide I think you would have got this kind of isolation a bit more. It doesn't really, I don't yeah. really get the isolation in the movie in the desert a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Everything's kind of shot quite tight, isn't it? Apart from yeah. those big like establishing shots and stuff. Um, but yeah, you're right. They could have like opened it up a bit, I think. Yeah. Because um, that is kind of, the, you know, one of the points in the movie, isn't it? That they can't like get anywhere. And yeah, it's like this huge, vast landscape that they just cannot escape. But I don't think the movie really sells that. I think that, no. yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it always feels quite tight. And even though we're supposed to be in the middle of nowhere and barren, it doesn't. It never really actually feels that way. It's, One of the things I did like about it, though, is that it's all it's all pretty much all of it is shot uh, during daylight as well. Yes, which that's is pretty true. Cool, you know, because they could in order to make things a bit more scary they could have you know set a lot of these scenes at night maybe yes. right. there's but only the one is there only just one sequence one with the doctor and his wife at the night yeah, that's right yeah and they probably yeah. only did and that for that cool shot with the headlights absolutely yeah that's right 
And then I think there's another transitional scene later where they fall asleep on the rock overnight. Oh, that's yeah, right. very yeah. short-lived. Yeah, yeah, they could have had a whole yeah. whole bit of business there at night, couldn't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, normally also these movies tend to be filmed at night to hide the effects, and I think they're quite proud of the effects in this movie. They're not; they're on display. They're like we get good look at all these creatures. They're not hiding away, or, or I think that's one of the big successes of the movie. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to get onto the creatures at some point because obviously I want to know what Jim for having never seen it. But uh, ah, yeah. when when the movie opens, I so said we've introduced those two characters. Then we're introduced quite early to the female character of the movie, whose name escapes me, but I. Watching it again, I, it made me feel. Oh, this movie's immediately it immediately made me think. Oh, this movie's heart's in the right place because they very quickly establish, don't they, that Kevin Bacon is normally interested in superficial women that are not very, you know, that are just very attractive but don't have a lot going on. And we very quickly said this woman's not like that. She's got brains. She's got a job. She's got a career. And I was like, oh. Um, you know, this movie feels ahead of its time in some way, uh, and also. One step further, and then I'll let you guys respond. Is that we're introduced to Burt Gummer, who Jim's probably never seen Burt Gummer before, but one of the greatest, <laughs> most iconic amazing. characters in film, right? And Burt Gummer, right, definitely voted for Trump. Okay, yeah. like definitely <laughs> yeah, a hardcore yeah. Republican. But this movie loves all its characters, and it treats everybody. There's no human villain in it, and I just thought it's got a really big heart. This movie. And that it, mm -hmm. it likes all its characters, even though clearly politically they're quite far away. So I just wanted your guys' opinion on that. You know, whether you, whether that resonated with you. Yeah, I want to hear from Jim about Bert Gummer. Oh, <laughs> Bert Gummer is great. Oh, he's amazing, and, and his wife as well. Yeah, like the two of them together. Um, like the more interesting point you made that day was the fact there's no like human villain in it, mm -hmm. and that they they sort of try and make one out of the little boy, don't know uh, the sort of sure. teenage kid by making him a bit annoying and yeah, yeah. But it's not like anyone's turning on them or anything. No. Um, but I feel that they could have made a little bit more out of that. Like I kind of like, I find it really refreshing that there wasn't a human villain, and like I said, mm. this movie likes all its characters, even though. You know, Bert is a hardcore Republican. He's like, you know, so he's out there, you know, in on with his trooper or whatever. He's out in the middle of nowhere with all his guns, just waiting for the government to come for him. Do you know what I mean? And take him down. You know, those uh, college kids turn up oil or uranium or something out there? Next thing, the feds will be at our door. Sorry, time to move. Eminent domain. Down, honey, down. Yeah, Bert. Well, you worry. You're going to have a heart attack before you get a chance to survive World War Three. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, what what a character, what a legacy. He spawned, what is it, six sequels or something? And one of the greatest names in Hollywood history, <laughs> Bert Gummer. <laughs> Gummer. Sounds like a sex act from an elderly meth addict. <laughs> Go get yourself well. a Gummer. Oh dear! <laughs> wow, that needs an entering into Urban Dictionary, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got gummed. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the movie doesn't make fun of him. I don't think. I think or or belittle him. And he's I think all, he's really, almost yeah. the comic relief, though, isn't he, Gummer? Yeah. But I, I mean, said I think the, I think the movie's really. I think the I think the movie. Um, obviously, maybe the at the beginning the. The characters are set up to make fun of him, but mm -hmm. then he becomes a hero out of this situation, doesn't he? Yeah, totally. Okay, um, so let's talk about the creature, right? Now, Jim, 
Um, one of the, the big joys of this movie is the reveal of the creature, because for the first half an hour, you think maybe it's snakes, uh, uh, you know, and then, oh my God, it's a giant worm. Now, did you know that, or because you hadn't seen it before, was that a surprise to you? No, I knew that they were giant worms, and I think... That's, that's a shame. Just, well, I, even just from, the, like, the... the the, the poster art, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like this big sort of open mouth. So yeah, there was no surprise to me what they were going to be. No, um, that's a shame. But I didn't know that they weren't like uh, uh, land dwelling. The fact, okay. you know, I thought at some point they were going to come onto the land and like have legs and shit and start oh, okay. chasing people <laughs> around. I didn't realize they were just sort of subterranean. Tremors uh, twos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where, how, how do we feel about the design of the creature? Is this like, you know, predator alien levels? Because I thought it's a pretty cool creature in the way it's designed. It is pretty cool. I think it works It works logically though as well because it's, it's, it, 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 it's this blob that works its way underground. It uses sound to hunt its prey and it, it uses um sort of its tongue three of them i think it is as, as tentacles to feel out what's going on and then they grab and pull it into its mouth it's perfectly logical it's it's excellent and i and i i, I think that one of the sins of movies these days is that creatures and monsters particularly jj abrams by the way are over designed there's too much going on in these creatures and monsters. They've got like a million eyeballs and they move around so fast. And this is just a nice, simple well, creature that feels real. Just to jump to Tremors 5 quickly, because on Netflix there were two <laughs> Tremors films available, right? Tremors wow. and Tremors 5. Now, first of all, I didn't know there was even a Tremors 5. I thought it had stopped at 3, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to just quickly nip into Tremors 5. So I watched the first five minutes and it's basically Burt Gummer. He's back yeah. doing some sort of PSA for guns. Christ only knows what's going on. Um, and then I skipped to the last 10 minutes. And sure enough, just as you were saying, Dave, they kept the, the worm, the essence of the worm is still there. But now it's like some sort of twisty, sharp beast that yeah. weaves its way through the sand and it can jump out of the sand like 12 feet in the air and then dive back into the sand in some sort of acrobatic movement. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is over-designed. Again, it is, just keep it as a, yeah. a worm. It works perfectly. Yeah, it's like, it's this thing, isn't it? It's like, it's a sequel. We've got to do something people haven't seen before. We've mm -hmm. got to do something new. And you don't have to do that. Um, also, just the size of them as well. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you were saying, Dave, creatures these days are like over-designed, but they're also always bigger, aren't they? You know? Yeah, yeah, And again, yeah. you know, when we go back to, to the comparisons with Jaws, you know, Jaws was a big shark, but it was, mm -hmm. you know, not like the Meg. So <laughs> they kind of stick with this nice size where it's sort of almost more realistic. Because if this movie was remade today, the, the I mean, what are they called eventually? Graboids. Graboids. You know, that would be like the size of a skyscraper or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. Yes, true. True. So staying on the on the on the theme of creatures, I guess just the special effects in general. This absolutely is the last hurrah for practical effects before CGI came in. Absolutely, I think this is actually if you if we go through nineteen ninety, I think this is the last kind of creature film before CGI start getting used. Um, now, Jim. Yes. Were you sat there going, how did they do this at all? Because the how of how they did some of it is so simple that it blows my mind. Right. I mean, um, so like, for example, I like the idea, sorry, I like the idea of Jim sat there just confused the whole film. <laughs> well, no, but seriously, what? like when you think about it, like if I go, Jim, how did they do the snakes coming out of the mouth and attacking right. people? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's many ways that it could have been done. I don't know, like hydraulics or did they use some of the like old school techniques of like playing things backwards? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, playing yeah. things backwards okay. is the big one, and that blew my mind because if you think how easy is that, and I, I in some, I was like, wow, we, you can do so much just by playing footage backwards. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, you know, like all these snakes coming out and crawling and attacking people. It's just footage played backwards. It is very uh, cool though. Like all the practical effects are amazing. Like even when you just sort of see the the hump sort of going through this the soil. Yes. Like you know they obviously must have dug a big trench and put again some like hydraulics underneath the ground yeah. and covered it and stuff. And even to the point where they just you just off in the distance you see like dirt coming up. You know, yes. sort of spraying in the air. That's like it's all it all works really well together to yes. create this illusion that they are under the ground. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so like around around 30 minutes into the movie when they reveal that it isn't snakes, it's actually a big worm and the snakes come out of its mouth, you get that sequence where it's chasing um, Val and... Um, Earl. Earl. And the, the, the posts fall over as the worm mm. knocks it over. Yeah. And I just wrote down, film is a visual medium. This is great. <laughs> We're visually showing... What's going on? Now you just CGI the creature and they wouldn't... But yeah. all this stuff is actually more fun yeah. than just seeing the creature. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more fun seeing things knock over and imagining what's going on under the ground than just showing a creature running after them. Yep. Um, yeah, very, I was you know, really impressed. Um, and then we establish... So that when, when the worm does show up 30 minutes in, um, we've had a few sort of horror sequences i guess so we've had like a jump scare of a guy's head under a hat yeah yeah and we've had the sequence where the again fish said earlier these this doctor couple out in the night and the worms come and uh, you know eat a car with a woman in it and you see the headlights i mean that seems pretty scary i think i don't think it's like terrifying but no. uh, you know it's um it's a little bit scary it's not jaws jaws is proper scary so yeah. I think this this movie establishes a kind of fun tone and that it's not going to get too gory or too yeah, horrific. Yeah. It kind of bounces along. Mm. I guess, you know, we we, we, we bounce along. We, we, we One worm kills itself almost straight away, which is fun, isn't it? Yes, love that. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid zombie. Knocked itself cold. Cold my ass. He's dead. We killed him. We killed it. Fuck you! It kind of goes against expectation, doesn't it? Because imagine if in Jaws, it's kind of like we, we talk about it sometimes, that sometimes the movie a movie is better if the, the lead character dies half mm. an hour in. Uh-huh. This is kind of like your monster dies half an hour in. You realise that these creatures are pretty dumb and stupid, but oh, there's... Three more. There's two more of them, three yeah, more of yeah. them. And obviously it helps establish as well that the female character is very smart and that she knows how many there are because of the... The yep. vibrations in the ground and the work she does. Yep. Um, does anybody want to talk about anything else before we get to the middle of the movie where you've got, like, it's kind of like the they're stuck in the town. So is there anything in this kind of opening half hour that anyone wants to talk about before <clears throat> we get to that, that bit? There's that, something that I spotted, which I found quite interesting and weird, but also sort of charming mm-hmm. at the same time. I spotted yeah. two quite obvious mistakes Okay. In 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 two different scenes. The first scene was when um, Earl had just woken up on the mm-hmm. truck bed, and Val yeah. tries to make out there's a stampede and he falls on the floor. Ha 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 ha. Yes. Then they argue about breakfast. 
No breakfast? I did it yesterday. It was bologna and beans? No. It was eggs. I did eggs. Over easy. The hell you did? Bologna and beans. It's your turn. And then they light up a cigarette together. But if you watch the scene, Earl fails to take the cigarette off Val and then sort of fumbles with it a little bit. And then Kevin Bacon lights up the cigarette, but it doesn't light. And then he does, he, he mimes smoking for a minute. And I'm like, I can't believe that. <laughs> I did not notice any of this. Take it again. Take the scene again. What's, what's going on? That was, that was really strange. I was like, okay, they kept that in for some reason. And then later on, mm-hmm. there's an obvious prop malfunction or it's slightly delayed it's when the sewage sprays all over them and you actually see it in the trailer they sort of have an have an argument and then they both stop and pause for about three seconds and then the sewage comes out and sprays them like all right okay you're just leaving that in as well are you but what they actually do to try try and fill the gap they actually put a gurgling noise in of the pipe did they yeah and it's just just little sort of mistakes like that i spotted which was but I found it got all quite charming, yeah. you know. It was fun to watch. I mean, that I, I, and that is the thing about this movie. Like you say, I think charming is a good word because because it is trying to be this sort of B movie pastiche. It's yeah. sort of like it doesn't take itself very seriously. No, you know, we can talk more about the acting in a bit, but it's kind <laughs> of like it's all a bit crude and you know certain elements of it. A lot of it is yeah. very well made, but yeah. you know, but I think that just adds to the charm. I don't think anything rings false in it. Do you know what I mean? Um, it all, it's all consistent. I guess movies succeed and fail on tone, don't they? Mm. And quite a lot of scary movies aren't scary, or you know, um, romantic comedies. You don't feel romantic. Like this movie is just fun, and it is consistently fun. Yeah, and I think the music kind of helps with that a little bit. It's kind of a bouncy, <laughs> light. You know, I, wrote, I like, wrote that down. Sorry, Dave. I just wrote redneck yeah. harmonica music is actually quite funny. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. It's yeah. wacky, isn't it? Harmonica and bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that music cue, isn't there? Where they're like jumping between the rocks, and it's like. Great fun. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm having a good time here. Um, okay, so I mean, the middle the middle part of the movie, which I think is the best bit, mm. um, is when um, the worms they eventually get back to the town after they realise what's going on with these worms. They're trying to get everyone out of the town, rescue the town from these worms, and the worms kind of at- attack them, and they get stuck in the town, and they're all on top of the roofs of the building, trying to figure out how we're going to get out of this situation. Awesome yeah. scene. And I wrote down that it's just fun watching characters figure stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That like they're all talking to each other and analyzing the problem. And again, it's we as the audience are also going, Oh, what would I do? How would I get out of this? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not some movies, it's like it's really obvious how they're gonna get out of it. Like they've probably set something up or established something earlier, or it's complete, you know, uh, red herring, and you're like, how do they do that? But this is all feels very practical and you know oh yeah i would do that and you know talking about um establishing stuff earlier is the other thing of um they establish both the loud fridge and the pogo stick earlier on in the film yes again which don't feel too the 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 fridge 
did I did go? Oh, that's coming back later. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, the, the pogo that's stick. That's a little bit I more subtle, away isn't with. it? Yeah, because it's just a girl, a girl just just playing. But I was I was just it made me really happy that they just put those in in the early part of the film, knowing that it, it comes back later. I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, fish. You mentioned it, pogo stick. Mm. Steven Spielberg has definitely seen this movie, right? Before he did Jurassic Park, do we think? I mean, almost I on the basis of yeah. a pogo stick. Well, on the basis of the casting of the pogo stick girl, Go on. Yeah. and also, I, I think there's a lot of Jurassic Park in this movie um, in terms of, you know, visions based on movement sound. I think a lot mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. is in oh, yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. So who's the pogo um, stick girl then? So uh, we, we talked about this before we came on air. Pogo stick girl is... Um, it's, it's um, what's the... Uh, Lex from Jurassic Lexi, Park. Lexi, the, the same actress. Trivia bomb. Yeah. The, the computer hacker. The hacker, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Girl genius. Famous, famous movie hacker. Got a great scream, even here, and I think that's why she was hiding Jurassic Park. She was famous for her scream. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Don't move. You can't see us if we don't move. Okay, so wh- wh- while they're in, um, while they're in, you know, on on top of the roofs and the buildings, we get. From what for my money uh, is the, the best moment of the film save for the ending which is the giant worm goes to attack Burt Gummer smashes through his wall of his underground bunker to attack him we think it's all over for Burt the camera pans to reveal Jim what does it reveal? you're going to have to remind me Oh, terrible. The camera pans to reveal the gun wall. Oh, <laughs> the wall of guns. And if you don't if you don't cheer or feel joy in that moment, you're dead to yeah. me. I don't know like that is an incredible moment it of is cinema. Good, isn't it? Where you're like there is an entire wall of guns and you're like, "Oh my god, they they're going to beat this wall. Yeah. They're going to kill it." It's like it's a great Tell me you had some sort of visceral reaction. It was good. It was good. The thing is, though, like during this whole middle section, I was, you know, being a big zombie movie fan, I was like, this feels a bit like a zombie movie. Yeah. Especially with the gun war of it and the fact that they're on the rooftops. I was getting proper like Dawn of the Dead vibes at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Did you think that Bert was going to survive? I mean, come on. Talk (laughs) me through your emotions watching this gun war scene, please. I did think he was going to survive. The thing, right. in my head, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. I was almost yeah. convinced at this point that everyone was going to survive at least for okay. a little while. Yeah. I was, yeah, we'll get onto the later part of the movie in a bit, but I yeah. was convinced that everyone now is kind of like everyone's coming together. The team's yeah. being built. So mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they kill the thing, even better. Yeah. It was amazing. But in any other movie, Bert would die. A hundred percent. That's that's what happens in these films. In these films, you establish your characters, you've got your lead characters, and then the supporting cast gets killed off one by one. Yeah. That is the genre. That is the trope. Yeah. And the fact that Bert doesn't and actually blows this worm away is such a treat to me. Like as someone, I'm like, I was so unexpected and so great. And I, I guarantee you'd watch a hundred of these movies, and that would never happen. Yeah. You know. And it's brilliant. I just, yeah, really good. And again, the special effects. There's one shot that's a bit ropey. I think that's the only one in the whole film. It's like, I think it's the only, I don't know what the term is for it, but they 
put, it's a rotoscope, rotoscope they put, they've cut they Bert put the and, actor in yeah. front of a miniature uh, yeah. and it doesn't yeah, work it's the only ropey scene in the whole yeah, movie yeah. yeah the only ropey effect but the actual worm coming through the wall That's is false. a miniature it's no, actually is that not full yeah. scale when it comes through the wall no, it's actually uh, a guy's hand in a puppet wow. crashing through a miniature wall. Get out of town. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and it looks great. I love it. it looks yeah. brilliant. I mean, it's built big, yeah. but not... Obviously, yeah, it is yeah. a hand inside a puppet. That's pretty um, cool. It's amazing. So it looks, looks great. So then we get the great moment where you think, you know, yeah, we, we got it, we got that mother humper. <laughs> right, uh, Stop. Yeah, over the radio. Yeah. This really irritated me. <gasps> and it's... One of the things I imagine might come up quite a bit as we're rewatching okay. '90s films on various different formats. Did you guys yeah. all watch on Netflix? Uh, I have a 4K Blu-ray. You have a 4K Blu-ray, and on your yeah, 4K Blu-ray, does it say "Mother Humper"? Yes, because that's yeah, it does. That's a voiceover. That's a dub. He says "Motherfucker." We killed it. You got that? We killed that Mother Humper. Come back. <laughs> Uh, roger that, Bert, and uh, congratulations. Be advised, however, there are two more, repeat, two more Mother Humpers. Yeah, I, I can speak to this. I can speak to this as trivia. Um, so basically, there was an awful, there was a lot of swear words in the movie, like a whole mm. bunch of F-bombs and all the rest of it. And I think to get a lower age rating, they mm. ADR'd in a lot of words to kind of cover them. So it's, it was even in the yes. theatrical So release. that ADR's in the theatrical? Yeah. Trivia bomb. Oh. Yeah. So on the on the the 4K or on the Blu-ray or whatever, that there's a, a, the TV cut that replaces all the swearing, and that's co to comical levels. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't even say ass on TV, so you have to say butt. So right. literally every ass is replaced with butt, <laughs> and uh, there's like there's like a smash cut of every line that they oh, replace. You pineapple. The, the the most. Yeah. I mean, did you know that fish? The most that's did you know that Jim? What the reference that that <laughs> Fish is making? The most famous ADR line of all time, I believe, that Fish is referencing is in Scarface. Oh, okay, right. I yeah. think I've, I've shared this story before. Where in Scarface, somebody asks Al Pacino. They ask him, "Where did you get that scar, punk eating pussy?" <laughs> right. And when you watch that movie on TV in the 90s or late 80s, they ADR'd the line to, "Where did you get that scar, punk eating pineapple?" <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get the beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pussy? Where'd you get that beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pineapple? Was that what you were referencing? Tim? You know what? That is complete coincidence. I just came out with the word <laughs> pineapple. <laughs> and it's this amazing, amazing film reference. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I've never seen Scarface. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you ever come to see Scarface, That's yeah, incredible. he's got a big scar on his face and he's being interviewed by the cops. And they oh, ask him where, so where he got it. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, Bert Gummer kills uh, kills a worm. Big mother humper. Ad yard. Um. <laughs> and everyone cheers, including us in the audience. And now there are two more worms out there. Mm. And they uh, basically jump in a caterpillar, hightail it out of town to the rocks, and we're kind of into the last bit of the movie. We did get a death before that. Can we just the, we do the death not of... that it meant anything. Uh, I get yeah the yeah go on old Victor Wong. Got got taken. Oh yeah, there. got eaten. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Victor Wong because okay. I have very fond memories of uh, the Three Ninjas movies when I was a kid. <laughs> I liked him in The Golden Child. Yeah, <laughs> was he? I I mean, potentially, uh, you know, get the woke police siren out. I, I hope was that was he... him in The Golden Child. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was he was he the owner of the Mogwai in Gremlins, or was that another no old, older Asian? That's gentleman? a different actor. Okay. Are we sure about that? No. <laughs> okay. Basically, there was a, like it, it just, there's a choice of three, isn't it? <laughs> Freeze. Woke police. It was either Victor Wong, James Hong, or or Pat Morita from Karate Kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, If if I've got any criticism of this movie, actually, I mean, Victor Wong is Victor Wong. Like, he makes an impact. But, like, the other characters outside of Burt Gummer don't really serve any purpose to you. The the girl on the pogo stick's mum is a non-entity. Yeah, yeah. And as is the guy that gets eaten through the tire, whatever his name was. Yes, they're not uh, given any. They probably yeah. only, they just had one scene. That was all this that needed to give them a little bit of character. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But they're not really in any way established. So I feel like a bit bit poor for them. Yeah, which is because uh, I kind of uh, I like the fact that this movie is like well paced and mm-hmm. you know there's not too much character development for a lot of these sort of side characters yes. and stuff. I do feel that they again, if it was a longer movie and they did more with that. The, the 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 single mother I'm assuming yeah. she's a single mother yeah, um, yeah could have ended up with Burt Ward's character Earl I feel like oh yeah you know, okay, there should have been enough. like a relationship yes. kind of thing got happening you. there um, got you I thought yeah, that like, the uh, guy who got eaten through the tire was the was with that that woman the parent no no he lived alone in a trailer he has his own little trailer oh, that he's living okay on. that mm-hmm. explains why they don't yeah. really care then yeah. fine. Yeah, I guess all these characters must have fairly interesting backstories because they live in the middle of nowhere and they've yeah. all chosen to be outcasts from society and live there. But I, I don't think the movie kind of asks you to think about that. No. no but, really. I mean, it, now that we're talking about it, I'm guessing that, her, you know, mum and single kid are on the run from some sort of abusive dad and that's why they're out there. Oh, I love it. Do you know what I mean? But, why else would you take your kid into the middle of effing nowhere? Maybe that's in yeah. Tremors 6. To, to, we get a bit of backstory. Yeah, they'll establish that later. Yeah. And that guy that got eaten by the tyre, don't let me tell you why the FBI wants yeah. him. <laughs> Just remind me, the, the the young lad, the teenage boy, who does he belong to? Yeah, exactly. Who does he belong to? I assumed he was the girl's sister, uh, you know, brother, brother and sister. Yeah, I, I thought they yeah. were siblings. You yeah. think I so? don't know why. It just, just seemed to be well, that they would be siblings. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. He's on the run. He's on the run as well. Witness protection. Or he's the adopted... He's like an Ezra Miller type character. He's just out there cultivating a cult in the middle of the desert, you know? <laughs> Uh, topical right okay <laughs> okay um, so we're into the the last sort of half an hour of the movie again the characters have been figuring stuff out and coming up with ideas and solutions all the way through this and I think that's the joy really um, and then so they at the end of the movie they invent um, basically a pipe bomb and they decide to go fishing for the tremor so they throw the pipe bomb do a little bit of fishing the tremor eats it and then it explodes you're like wow these guys are geniuses Yep. You're cool. Like, you know, cool. very smart, very cool. Um, and then they try it again. Now, Jim, you must have been thinking, this ain't going to work twice, is it? Come on now. Can't work gonna... twice. <laughs> exactly. going to work twice. Yeah. The characters should have known it was not going to work twice. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the tremor worm spits out the explosive. It goes on the rock into the bag of all the other explosives. Now, I always, when I always watch this movie, I always think that explosion is not big enough, is it? No, I thought that, yeah. There wasn't yeah, the budget it should for it, surely. eviscerate that rock, shouldn't it, really? Yeah. It's like it's, I don't know if it would have eviscerated. I'm curious, because it's a big old boulder. 
And if you had all that dynamite, what would would I don't even know? Would it make an impact? Maybe it was realistic. I'm, I kind of you know like on that movie, uh, what is it? Mythbusters. That's what I was. I was. I was just thinking. I couldn't think of the name. I was like debunk men. Yeah, Mythbusters. I want them to do that and see what would have actually happened to that rock. Right. I, I need to know. They'll probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then we are left with just one explosive grenade left. Convenient. Um. And I. And I think I. I think a large part of why this movie is awesome is the greatest moment in the film. Mm is the ending. It's the ending moment. And it's the real kind of Jaws moment. And even in Jaws, right? You know at the end of Jaws when he puts the gas can in the shark's mouth, shoots it, Roy Scheider blows up, and he's like, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Tremors moment is better. Right. <laughs> well, I think we're not going to come moment. down on the same because side. Because it's earned. He didn't. He didn't just go. Oh, oh, look, a convenient gas can. I'll put it in the shark's mouth. Like Kevin Bacon's way for killing this worm is genius. Yeah. Riddle it's me this. Thought about. Riddle me this, then, Dave. If it's so yeah. genius, why does he then stand there for no reason? Why the tremors shooting at him at full speed? He, he has no reason to stand there right. and, and dive out of the way. Because um, I'm pretty sure as soon as he threw the thing behind the, the worm, yeah, it, game over. it would have it yeah. would have gone. But he just, just needs to be sure, Fish. You can't take the chance. Maybe the, if he'd moved sooner, the worm would have gone, I'm, I'm changing, I'm going yeah, after yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has to be sure that worm is committing to eating him. Sure, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, so he throws the, the grenade behind the worm. It explodes, which scares the worm. The worm speeds up, goes for him. He's standing on the edge of the cliff. He jumps out of the way at the last moment. The worm goes out. He shouts, can you fly, you sucker? Can you fly? <laughs> Definitely sucker wasn't in the script either, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the worm hits the ground and explodes in a glorious cacophony yeah, of gore and blood. Yeah. Brilliant. And I also like you, everyone cheers. I like, we haven't mentioned this either. I like the colour of the uh, the blood. Yes. The blood. Orange. It's kind of orange. You, porridge. I don't think you see many orange uh, blood-based no. villains. No. So um, excellent audience cheer moment. Yes. Really. Agreed. At the end of the movie. Cracking stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, establishes he uses the stampede story, which was established at the beginning of the film. Excellent. Yeah, doesn't feel forced. Yeah, I de- definitely didn't think that stampede story was coming back. No, no. <laughs> when it was said, nice little callback. So come on, Jim, tell me, you know, as a whole now, you, you know, the the, the 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 it's open floor for you. You've seen this movie three times. <laughs> Pretty much three times. Yeah. Where 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 do you land on all of this now? It's an awesome movie. It's a great film. Like I mm-hmm. said earlier, I like the fact that there's no fat on it. It's it's yeah. very one point to the next. Every line, or pretty much every line in the movie, is there to serve you know the story and what's going on next. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. Like I say, where I thought, does it? Yeah, I, I, I think some of the acting was a little yeah. bit you know uh, wonky. I don't know if that was by design. Through- is this yeah. one of Bacon's first roles? No, I think this was a down period for Bacon. Actually, really, I don't think he wanted to do this film. To be brutally honest, I was um, running out of money. After Footloose came out, I had a, a series of leading roles that just all bombed. You know, my career was really like close to, to ending. I read the script and I said, you know, I can have fun with the part. So, um, you know, at the start of this podcast, we described it as a Jaws ripoff. I think by the end, it's its own thing, isn't it? It doesn't feel like a, a ripoff. 
No, I don't think it it's feels uniquely off. its own. Yeah, yeah, it's its own yeah. beast. And I think that is down again to the tone, isn't it? Jaws was not a comedy. This is a comedy. Mm. Horror comedies are pretty hard to do. This is one of the the big successes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so successful yeah. that it spawned fifty six sequels. <laughs> yeah. What actually? Do you, um, does anyone have any information? I'm ask. Yeah. I'm asking this, hoping that one of you does. On was there a failed TV pilot? In twenty, there was a series, a series. one series. Did it have a full series? Full, full series. Yeah. It's fairly recent as well, wasn't it? Like mid, like mm. two thousand ten, two thousand thirteen. How was that received? Yeah, was it shocking? That was recent. What? How was that received? No, it was pretty good. Just didn't get the viewers. Right. Hmm. Was Tremors has always been even these like Tremors four, five, six. The reason they keep going is because is because they're always pretty good. They're always like okay. <laughs> right. They're not terrible movies. Even like I've seen Tremors two, three, four, I think, yeah. and I was always like, "Eh, did it's all um, right. did Bacon come back? Back, back, Bacon, no. never come back. No, he didn't even come back. It makes me sad, actually. You know, I I actually think that it's kind of disrespectful when there's like a thirtieth year anniversary and you don't come back. Yeah, because yeah. he hasn't come back for that. And I like Kevin Bacon. I got nothing against the guy, but I think when the movie, when you do like a thirtieth year anniversary or like a big event. You know, I think it's just nice to come back, isn't it? But I think only Gross did, right? Michael Gross is the only actor. Only yeah, Burt yeah. Gummer came back, yeah. Tremors has become like the Burt Gummer industry. It's like that's his whole life. Has been. <laughs> totally is. Yeah, yeah he dines but, out yeah. on that role, doesn't he? I was reading, though, that, that Kevin Bacon um, hated making this movie. No way. He kind of... I know his wife was pregnant while he did his it. His wife and was that pregnant. was a concern. He, he uh, thought it was going to be a career killer. And he yes. was at quite a low point when he was shooting it, apparently. Yeah. And it's only been like recently that he's kind of stated that he actually now likes the movie and you know accepts yeah, it. Yeah, I've never this kind of yeah. loved thing. Um, but yeah, at the time he was in a in a bit of a state about mm. it. Um, yeah, I think he took so on the on the Blu-ray. Um, there's like a yeah thirtieth year retrospective, excellent documentary. It's like two hours long, like really good one. And he's in it, and he talks about it, and. Um, yeah, I yeah I, I I just think it's a shame, isn't it? Like, um, if if people aren't in, if if actors don't celebrate work like this, you know, just at what point of his career was this? Kevin Bacon's was this pre post Footloose? Yeah, post Footloose. It was I'm post. Pretty sure. Okay, yeah, he wasn't doing well. Okay. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! Yeah. So then it was like quick. Here we go. Quicksilver, Whitewater Summer, End of the Line, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. She's having a baby. Criminal Law. Those aren't big roles. The yeah. big picture. Then Tremors. Flatliners. So he gets. Yeah, yeah. He gets Flatliners. Then he gets a supporting role in The River Wild. Was a big one as well for him. Uh, so it's a that? few good men first in '92. That was big. And Again, JFK big as well. Yeah. Then yeah, then supporting the, roles here. The River Wild yeah. in '94, Apollo 13 in '95. Yeah, and Apollo 13. There you go. Yeah. So it starts picking up, doesn't it? Yeah. Then. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. It's, it's sort of real mixed bag, isn't it, for Kevin? He's Bacon. always been a kind of supporting actor, Kevin Bacon, for a long time, wasn't he? He's never been a true leading man. Hollow Man. I think he owned. Yeah, so the hot the, the leading man movies that he's done never take off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're kind of never successes. Tremors included. I really right? liked Hollow Man, you know. Yeah, but Hollow Man was a failure, and he did, you know, another a movie of his that I liked is a, a genre movie called Stir of Echoes, yes, um, yeah. which again, not a big hit. So I, I think he's always, whenever he's tried to be a leading man, never worked. And then he ended up doing TV, didn't he? He did like a serial killer show for a while in the 2000s. Right. 
uh, yeah. called The Following. That sounds familiar, yeah. Yes, The Following. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's always he's always, he is better as a supporting actor. I think that's kind of undeniable. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, how prolific he was. I mean, he spawned the game, didn't he? Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six Degrees of Kevin oh, Bacon. Oh, of course. Yeah. Amazing. Should we play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon oh, yeah. in order in, in honour of Kevin Bacon? How do we do that? Yeah, let's do that. I want to play. <laughs> so you have to get from one movie to another uh, in, in six moves. So, Fish, you challenge me and Jim to do it. All right. So pick two unrelated movies. Well, no, 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 no. We'll no, 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 no. You choose one actor... Okay. And we have to get back to Kevin Bacon. That's the game, right? Just get to Kevin Bacon. Don't we have to connect two actors via Kevin Bacon? Fish, look up the rules. <laughs> Six degrees right. of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I'm going to order the board game. I bet it's a board game. Right. <laughs> Is it? No, of course not. Right. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. On Wikipedia. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's a parlor game where players challenge each other to arbitrarily choose an actor and then connect them to another actor via a film that both actors have appeared in together. Repeating... It has to be with Kevin repeating, Bacon as well. What's the point? We have to end at Kevin Bacon. Repeating this process okay. to find the shortest path that ultimately leads to prolific American actor Kevin Bacon. So, yeah, so you're... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're connecting... So, hang on. <laughs> so, you've got to connect two actors and one of them you, had to you, be in a movie yeah, with Kevin well, Bacon. I, yeah, w- No, no. God, <laughs> what is wrong with you two? Go on. One more time. The, the, <laughs> So if I said Patrick Stewart, yeah, you'd then have to say another actor who was in a film with Patrick Stewart. Right. Yeah. right? And then the other person would then have to say an actor who was in that film with that actor. And eventually, because of the law of Kevin Bacon, you'll you'll hit upon a Kevin Bacon movie or a, a film. And it's just who gets it first, Who gets right? there first, yeah. Okay, fine. So you start... With an actor, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Patrick Stewart. Okay, who's, going, who's right. going first? Either. Toss a coin. Have you got a coin? Uh, I've I've got a coin. Right, Jim, go first. I mean, I know a very quick route, so should I send you in a different direction? Ooh, we'll just get there. If you can get there, no, yeah, but if you can't get there in one move, you probably should send me in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God, this is so complicated. Yeah. Uh, okay. One of those Star Trek movies. Brilliant. You name me another an actor, actor, dumbass. What, what? Just anyone? It had to have been in a movie with Patrick Stewart. Fuck me. <laughs> this is exhausting. I think we should just bail on this. <laughs> I want to do this now. Come on. Um, I'll start. Fuck me. God, you start. Patrick Stewart was in Logan with Hugh Jackman. Yes. Christ. Hugh Jackman was in uh, The Greatest Showman with Zac Efron. Zac Efron was in Baywatch with The Rock. The Rock was in Fast and Furious with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was in Pitch Black with Paul Walker. I'm sure Paul Walker has done a movie with Kevin Bacon. Go, I'm sure of it. Right. <laughs> this is this is this is tragic. Right. So so really what should happen is Patrick Stewart, right? Yeah. Was in X-Men with Ian McKellen. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman, sure. Yeah, you could go that way. Uh, in, exactly. So, well, this don't belittle my choice. Oh, you could go Hugh Jackman. Let's do Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So Michael Fassbender was yeah. in X Men: First of Class Future with Kevin Pass Bacon. With yeah, with Hugh Jackman and Fassbender. No, Kev- Kevin Bacon's in X Men: First, First, First Class. They yes. were, we could have got there straight from Hugh Jackman. Well, that, Fuck. That was the yeah. Hugh Jackman's not in X Men: First Class. 
Yes, he is. He has a cameo. Yeah, he does. They try and recruit him, don't does they? He? And he tells them to fuck yeah. off. Oh, you're right. Oh, there you go then. Boom, we could have done it in fucking free. <laughs> right, yeah. that was it. That was the easy route I was trying to get to. Damn it, this whole thing's getting cut. What <laughs> yeah. a waste of time. It was great, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time for categories. Great fun. <laughs> oh, wait, before we get on to categories, I feel like the movie... Um, Betrays itself right at the end by making Kevin Bacon and that woman kiss. Well, yeah, shouldn't have happened. That was a reshoot for audiences, by the way. Yeah, oh. didn't like it. I didn't like it. It felt forced. It felt forced. Opinions. They should have. They should have introduced that a bit earlier. I think because it's a nice. It's a nice. It was an, an inevitable ending. I thought, but they were going to kiss. They didn't need to kiss. No, I think they just could have introduced it earlier. Maybe. The, that was there for the audiences. I don't mind. Yeah, it's okay. There should have been more of a dramatic kiss, like at a point where they thought they were both going to die or something, and it was like, you know, quick kiss. Jim, we're not making fucking Jaws free here. We're doing Tremors, all right? Come on. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, incidentally, went through a phase of getting his knob out, I'm sure. Yeah, he did. Fish. <laughs> he became famous for getting his knob out for quite a while. It was. It started with the '90s movie Six Wild Things. Six inches of Kevin Bacon, and he realized. Nah. <laughs> apparently, he didn't know that it was in shot, and was surprised. Rubbish, Kevin Sausage. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by the Town of Perfection. Want a woman who has blonde hair, blue eyes, and ass that won't quit, and legs that go all the way up? Well, you won't find them in perfection, but what you will find is the home of the Graboids, the greatest discovery of the century. Book your tickets to perfection now and see the creatures that killed the dinosaurs, the Graboid. Put your feet up, get yourself a cup of tea. It's time for Categories. Let's go. Um, number one, what is the best line from this movie, Fish? Oh, I don't know if there's a best line. There's several. They use your favourite. Favourite is probably <laughs> it's it's probably a sequence of Kevin Bacon lines <laughs> when the first yeah. when the uh the, the graboid first hits the concrete wall and he goes, yeah. stupid son of a bitch knocked itself cold. I like that line. I know that's not a bacon line. But then uh, knocked bacon, out. Shit, it's shit. Dead. It's dead. <laughs> he goes, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck then, you. But then about 20 yeah. seconds later, he goes, hey, I found the ass end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I found the ass end. Yes, that's what I mean. This guy, this character is written to be it. an idiot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's the one that gets me. Tim? Uh, I had. Uh, so we're stuck here. That pisses me off. It's a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It senses seismic vibration. It can hear every move we make, especially on this rock. It's a perfect conductor. That means we're stuck. That pisses me off. I had a couple of other notable mentions, though. Uh, okay. Especially, uh, it's, <laughs> he asks the guy, uh, what's in that, you know, with the grenades? And he says... A few yeah. household chemicals in the proper proportions. And he goes, "What? What?" He goes, and he goes, "Yeah." And a little bit of, uh, you know, cannon, uh, cannon wire. And he goes, "Why have you got <laughs> yeah, cannon wire no, for yeah, my like cannon? That. For my cannon?" <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent. That is why Bert Gummer keeps coming back. <laughs> I really like as well. A small moment, by the way. Um, I like it when they have that fight. You know, they saying like, "We could have made a stand back at our place." Yeah, you know, I had water, I had guns. You dragged us all the way out here. 
And uh, they have a fight. And I like that Bert's wife backs him up, doesn't he? She takes him to one side and she goes, yeah, he, you know, he thinks he's right yeah. about everything. You know, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was a nice little moment. I also like the line, get out of your pants. <laughs> when, uh... Oh, yeah, that's one thing we haven't talked about, actually. Again, uh, yeah. movie's heart in the right place. There's a moment in the movie where the lead actress's trousers are ripped off because she gets Taken caught in barbed off. wire. Taken off. Again, I'm telling you, when that was scripted, that was gratuitous, deliberately in the script. But the director or the movie doesn't linger on it. There's no sexy shots of her butt yeah. in pants or lingering shots of her legs. I think that's why I said I think the, the, the movie is actually its heart in the right place and it's quite respectful. But there's no reason to have that in the script, I don't think, unless it's designed to be a little bit exploitative. But the filmmaker is above all that. So again, hats off yeah. to Ron. Ron Underwood for not doing well that. Well done, Ron. Nice yeah, one, well Ron. done. They do run, run. Um, recast this. Now, Jim, I don't know if you've done any research. I, obviously, I believe they went to a few other actors before uh, yeah. Fred Ward and Kurt I did Bond. see a yeah. few names kicking around. Uh, was it Bill Paxton was one of them, I think? Would have been fantastic, yeah, actually. I see that. Yeah. I believe they went to everyone. I feel like even it was one of those ones that they were first. I think if you were going to recast it, would you put anyone else in there? I think Bill Paxton's a great shout yeah, it's for, instead of Fred Ward's character. Uh, I'd gone a bit older. <laughs> I was so first of all, I was thinking about who would Clint play Eastwood. Kevin Bacon's role. I think Nick Matthew Nick, McConaughey Nick, Nicholas for sure, Cage could have done, done, a, done a good job. Eh? Nick Cage McConaughey would have been too young, wouldn't he? Probably would have been too. He was must have been coming around in '93, '94. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. So I was, but he would have been amazing. I was thinking Nicolas Cage, and then I just went straight to The Rock, and I thought, wouldn't it be great for Nicolas Cage? It's Sean Connery, like Sean Connery, this is washed up old cowboy. It would have been amazing. Uh, nice. Yeah, I can't see Sean. Sean would have been cleaning up in that town. He would have, he would. you know, he's just waiting for the next uh, single mum to rock into town, wouldn't he? he would have been... There's something quite, because I yeah. did think about Tommy Lee Jones for Earl, but. Oh, he would have been think, good. I yeah, think there's yeah. something like, because he's quite a harsh actor, isn't he? Or, you know, I think there needs to be yeah, something yeah. quite lovable about Earl. And I think that's why true, Fred true. Ward is so well cast, I think. Yeah, it does work. Um, okay, next category is uh, Kill the Lead. Would this movie have been better if one of the lead characters had died halfway through? I, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go yes. Okay. I don't think enough people died. Like we talked about earlier, uh, mm-hmm. I think some of these you know, other characters could have died. But I do. I, I was waiting for the self-sacrifice, and it's talked about a little bit. Uh, by old uh, yeah yeah, by yeah. Bert. Um, but I was kind of expecting Earl to go at some point. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I I I I think the movie. I, I again, it's a feel good movie. If you were making the serious version of this and a little bit more horror, if one of the lead actors had died, that would have been quite shocking. Yeah. I think, and yeah, would have been would have been the way to go. But it is a feel good mm-hmm. movie. Uh, next category, food from the movie. No good food in this movie. I think at some point someone's eating jelly snakes, though, which was a nice little nod. I oh, think really? The, the teenage boy is eating jelly worms. Yeah, I, was like, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. There's a there's a there's an early mention of bologna and eggs, which oddly sounded quite yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 yeah not, no, not, no. No appetizing food in this. this no. I want to try some of that graboid blubber. That looks tasty. <laughs> some of that on the barbecue. <laughs> it smells bad, doesn't it? Graboid, though they established oh, they that. Do, yeah, they, they do they, say it stinks. It smells yeah. really bad, so I don't think it's going to be that. No, that one tastes really The live nice. ones smell worse uh, than the dead ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, tell you, actually you know what they went for Harrison Ford for this movie uh, he would have been good um, he would have been excellent As yeah, I, I, I remember that because of the line uh, these things smell better on the 
on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right, next. You got that line completely. <laughs> what is it? They smell better on the outside. What is the line? This may smell bad, kid, but it'll keep you warm. <sighs> I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Uh, <laughs> a musical number. This movie needed a musical number. We kind of get one um, with the car going into the ground, don't we, at night? What's the song? Something plays. Remember. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a Dolly Parton or something. I mean, there's kind it? of a little musical montage when they're pole vaulting across these rocks. That's true. Well, our, our hillbilly oh, yeah, rock. You're right. That yeah, is a yeah, little yeah. musical yeah. diddly. little musical number. <laughs> diddly. I feel like they should have used music to... a to attract the it would it seems strange doesn't it that like maybe like one of the worms didn't eat something to emit a sound and like you would have heard it moving around that seems like something that probably would have yeah. been yeah I mean I think that's how the teenager could that teenage boy could have like redeemed himself he could have like cracked out his big speakers yeah. and like played some music through them and stuff and everyone would have been like well yeah well done good thinking <laughs> yeah. good thinking yeah, yeah. Apparently, in one of the original drafts of this movie the worms had the ability to mimic sounds to like you know like a predator yeah. To like make the noise of like over here, come here, and I, that would have been absolutely terrible. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really sucked. The Beckdale test, guys. Uh, are there two characters in this movie who are women who are named that talk to each other about something other than a man? No, unless you count the mother and the daughter. Yeah. So it does actually pass just uh, just about when they're all on the rock. I think Bert's wife says. Um, so are we just going to sit here and die or like, what are we going to do and the other woman says yeah they'll wait us out they'll just eat us that's what mm-hmm. they do so um, but it is a, it is it does feel like I said respectable like I, all the female characters that are well established have roles they're not sexualised yeah. I, I, I said I think it feels like a this movie there was no woke police sirens going off in my head during this film at any no, point not even when the pants came off not even when the pants came off quite a triumph I think in this day and age wow. the woke stand down woke police did not and make. not even when Kevin Bacon's describing his perfect woman. No, because he because it's established perf- that he's it's wrong that what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he gets isn't shot it? down the movie instantly, clearly. doesn't he? About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, it's oh. quite amusing. I did it did make me laugh that um, <laughs> that at, like at the start of the movie, it's like there's a woman in town. Hold on tight, we're going to start the car. There's a new babe. And I was like, "Wow, this guy is hot. This, you know, he's like a do- he's like, you know dog in heat or whatever." I was like, "Crikey, he hasn't got some in a while." That's supposed to be a girl. You will have long blonde hair, big green eyes, world-class breasts, ass that won't quit, and legs that go all the way up. One thing I will say, though, is that, there, you know, like we said, this film lifts a lot from Jaws, even to the point where Kevin Bacon, yeah. right at the end, is standing on that cliff edge. They do the old, uh, you know, dolly zoom focus thing on Kevin Bacon. Oh, the trap bat zoom. Love yeah. It. This is really it. This is it for creature feature films. No, come on. We can work harder at this. Wait. Think of some more. I mean, I was a fan of Cloverfield. I really liked Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. Yeah. Cloverfield Absolutely is in the kaiju, kaiju genre, Jim. <laughs> well... We're gonna 
I'm going to start making up subgenres. <laughs> Subgenre nightmare. Um, what about we've got? Does Kong count as a creature? Kaiju feature? movie. Oh, for God's Crikey. sake! Arachnophobia, I think, challenges this oh, one. Oh yeah, okay. Arachnophobia. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, what about? Here's a good one for you. This is this is yeah probably on a similar vibe actually. Yeah. Evolution. Oh. Get out of here. Get the fuck out I like of the evolution. evolution. What's wrong with that's I like evolution. evolution. I mean, that's a Men in Black ripoff, scene for scene. Is it? Yeah. How is it? Evolution with David Duchovny. Yeah. yeah. That is a riff of Men in Black, mate. Like, so it's the same movie. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not. I'm sure it is. I'll have to go back and watch no. it. Yeah. Um... Um, we've established that maybe Arachnophobia does this better and obviously Jaws is the better movie but in terms of like fun movie this is fun creature movie I think so. Lake Placid is worth a mention I really like Crawl as well there we go memorabilia from the film what memorabilia would you want from this movie Fish that'd be a graboid doesn't it <laughs> well, actual graboid you want that graboid. behind you just like a giant graboid in the... no, I, want, I want no I want the uh, the, the snake that the snake. Wong had the $15 the, the tentacle tongue. yeah the fifteen dollar yeah. tentacle. I'll have that, Jim. You're, I, I know what Jim would go for. Go on. Oh no, I want to know what you think first. I think you want uh, Valentine's belt buckle. Oh, oh, you were close. Just some cowboy boots. Either, either no, way. come on, the belt buckle. <laughs> the belt buckle. He's a nice yeah. heart shaped belt buckle. Did you see that? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. No, I honestly say I didn't notice the boots or the buckle. I mean, I didn't notice the crazy boots. thing is, is like at one point Kevin Bacon's like, oh, we should make a run for it. I mean, I, I know this. Have you ever tried to run in cowboy boots? It's, just, <laughs> it's really hard. It's like running in heels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't think about that. But okay, yeah, it would have been tough. Yeah. Um, remake, sequel, or Paul Feig gender swap? Well, gender swap doesn't really apply here because it's a multi-cast already. Remake or sequel, guys? I, I'm, I'm firm, firmly in the remake. Ca- no, I, if you, get a legacy, just, if you can get Kevin Bacon back, I'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just about to <laughs> go on. Say leave it. But yeah, if Bacon comes back, I'm on board. Yeah. I'd like to. Chema's yeah. next generation. Yeah. Get Bacon legacy back. In. Get Bacon back in. Legacy. Who are we getting yeah. in this legacy sequel with Bacon? Like, who's the new cast? The new fresh faces. Is Harrison Ford still available? <laughs> But you need someone that can do horror and comedy. Like you said, like you can't just get Timothy Shyamalan in there. He ain't going to cut it. Do you know what I mean? You need... Fucking Tom Holland, wouldn't it? Tom Holland would be great, Jim. What a great shout. Get Kevin Bacon back and hand this off to Tom Holland. Amazing. We can't do better than that, I agree. Um, what's not woke? Oh, I think we established is pretty, pretty good on that front. Well, yeah. Damn good, guys. Damn good. Uh, the legacy of this movie. See, I'm maintaining that I reckon if you asked 120 year olds, I reckon, how many do you reckon would have heard of it or seen it? Few. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to do a poll. It ain't Jurassic um, Park, but it deserves to be, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does deserve to be. I think so. Jim? Yeah, I think so. Now, but this is the thing because I came to this movie at the age of 37. It's very yeah. odd. You know, I, I wish mm-hmm. I'd have seen it when I was a kid now. Like having watched it, yeah, I was like, oh, damn, I missed missed out on it. Um, and yeah, I, it's okay. You watched it three times. Well, you know what you know. You made up for it. That's true. true. Uh, um, but yeah, I feel like it deserves to be in the conversation with these Jurassic Park Jaws and mm. the level of filmmaking. It's still it's it's up there. It's not. It's it is it is a really well made directed movie. It's. I think it's just because it's not serious. Is the comedy let it down? Is it like an Evil Dead 2 thing where Evil Dead 2 is not really respected as much as Jurassic Park and Jaws because it's not a comedy? Yeah, I think so. I would, I, would, yeah. I would say it's because it doesn't... Well, it knows what it is, clearly, 
but for mm-hmm. a film that is actually very well made and it's mm-hmm. you know not low budget mm-hmm. it's trying to find its place with a big audience and it didn't because it was neither yeah. a horror nor a comedy so yeah it, mm-hmm. that's why i think it probably failed first time around I guess it, I don't think it frills an audience. That's the that's the problem, isn't it? It's not like edge of your seat yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's just fun, and maybe yeah, you need that tension to really be a big hit. I think yeah. I think that's yeah. the difference. Again, Nope is excellent at that in cinemas now. Go see Nope. Oh, uh, stop going on about Nope. <laughs> nope's brilliant. <laughs> um, no, um, we didn't minute. cover uh, best thing about the movie and worst thing about the movie. I think we should just just go on to that as well. For me, it has to be some of the acting is the worst thing. And oh. the only reason I say that is because... Jim always states the actors, guys. <laughs> yes. I always say this. It's, it's a catchphrase. He's a, a, a frustrated. <laughs> he, always, he always states the actors. The only reason I say that, though, is because I was while I was watching this, I was... A, right, so you know how you talk about like these movies now, uh, that, you know, actors on green screens having to react to nothing. And, mm. you know, mm. I think the actors in this film are really trying their best... <laughs> To like act to nothing. Jim's like, you had the fucking worm in front of you. <laughs> Neeson pulled it out of the bag on in a green screen on episode one. You've got a fucking worm there, and this is the best you can give me. You can just on. definitely tell when they're doing reaction shots and they haven't got anything to act to. That's all I'm saying. There's just you know there's a lot of uh, right. false intent there. But yeah. Um, you're like, you're so lucky. Giant worm. One of the things That's I did really take. like about this film, though, is apart from the harmonica, plinky plunky cowboy music, <laughs> was just the other, like the scored music in it. The music's actually pretty yeah. good. Who did the score for this fish? So the composer is a chap called Ernest Troost. Ernest Troost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little further back than Tremors, it's video shorts. Oh no! And Ernest, what happened? Film shorts. Um, hang on, let's go past Tremors. The Three Little Pigs short. Max, Max's. <laughs> You're telling me Tremors was it? <laughs> wait a minute. Ernest wait was minute. in and out. <laughs> wait, 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 this is a great title for whatever this. Max's chocolate chicken. <laughs> um, the loads of animated shorts. Wow. This is almost like wow. he was like a mate of the director and and got oh, the gigs. Um, Ernest. He's also done uh, recently Tiny T Rex and the Impossible Hug. Oh, he's still going. Still going. Uh, 2021. Still plugging away. And he's done. Uh, Composed music for something called The Case for Loving, The Fight for Interracial Marriage. <laughs> you know, when it's someone like that, though, like this guy, right? Ernest. We're three guys. We're saying, Ernest, we love your work. What are the chances he receives fan mail? I'm guessing guess to, next to nothing. I think we should send an email to Ernest. You want to reach out to Truce? Reach out to him and go... Let's do that. We, we recently... Yeah. We did, we're three guys. We did a podcast. We listened to Tremors and we thought the score was excellent. And we just wanted to let you know. Tune in uh, next time to hear his <laughs> response. Yeah. For the tumbleweed for Manny's Truce. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, we can check in. It's been three days. It's been, yeah. We just got to keep sending him emails until he replies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Shawshank. We're just going to keep writing a letter till we get that library. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a letter a week. <laughs> Dave Christakis Memorial Library. <laughs> uh, but overall, Tremors. Five out of five all movie. round? Come on. Fish. Five out of five. Absolutely. I don't think we were playing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon correctly. <laughs>